This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 post-game podcast coming to you after Baylor's 96-70 loss to Marquette. You heard that right. Very shocking result uh, given what we've come to expect from Scott Drew teams. You can't say this very often. Uh, Scott Drew's 11-2 against Shaka Smart before the night, but he's now 11-3 and and just really got outcoached. Everybody on the uh, – team got outplayed by Marquette they came ready for the fight I don't think Baylor uh was mentally ready for this game it it just seemed like there was a lack of competitive fire from what I saw I'm joined by Jared Hamby also knows Hambone on the boards uh what'd you see Jared uh do you you agree with that uh, initial assessment there yeah I mean after a beating like that it's hard to to disagree uh I mean that was Certainly there were some flashes in a, a few of the games. Um, uh, you know, we, we let McNeese take it to us for a little while. Virginia went on a huge run against us. We were a little lackadaisical against Norfolk. Right. And, you know, you, losing this game is not a surprise at all. This is, a, you know, a tough Q1 road game against a team that looks like a certain tourney team. And... Um, but the margin is and the the is stunning, and just the kind of the lack of fire is very concerning. Um, I didn't see a team that really. I hate to to get into cliches like that. I just it didn't seem like they wanted it tonight. I hate saying that, but it just it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's there's going to have to be a lot of reexamination. You know, it's it's never as apocalyptic as we think it is after a loss like this. It's never as great as it is after a blowout victory either. Um, You know, Fran Fischel says this all the time and it's, it's, there's a lot of truth to this. You're going to play five really bad games and you just hope that the other team doesn't play one of their five really best games. And this is probably a situation where Baylor played hopefully one of their worst games of the season. Marquette played one of their best and, and just steamrolled them. Uh, but the defense is very concerning. Like we we were, you know, making excuses for it, saying that uh, things could get better. Uh, but you give up 96 points, and you know, a lot of it was was caused by Baylor just not taking care of the ball in the first half. I think they had like 16 turnovers. Yeah, in the it was first 16. Half. Okay, and only only four in the second half, so it got better. And the score in you know second half was forty five to forty five. Yeah, the but. first half was obviously the problem. The second half was more of a normal game. They still hit some big threes on us, and we didn't close out well, and we gave them too many good looks. But in general, the second half was a pretty normal basketball game. Yeah, but they shot fifty eight percent from the field, forty eight percent from the from the three point line, and they get to the foul line fifteen times and make fourteen of those. Uh, that's not winning basketball. And Baylor only turns them over nine times, you know, so the defensive intensity is just not there, not creating enough pressure on the ball, uh, letting Marquette be very comfortable, get whatever they wanted. Oh, absolutely. On offense. Because, I, mean, I mean, not only did did we have 16 turnovers, which is just a mind-blowing amount for a half of college basketball, it doesn't even seem like it should be possible. I mean, yeah. 10 or 12, yeah, 16 is like, I mean, whoa. I mean, we only turned them over twice. I mean, we had zero points off turnovers. Yeah. I mean, we were down, I think, 25 at half, and they had 24 points off turnovers, and we had zero. I mean, you need any, if you're if there's everything, there's ever anything you can single out in the box score. That was it. You know, that was the game right there. First half, they blew us out off turnovers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really concerning. Yeah, it is concerning, and there's there's just so much to clean up on the defensive end. That's uh, these coaches have a lot of work uh, 
ahead to to clean up some of these issues. But let's 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 put it in perspective. Road games are tough on eighteen to twenty three year olds. They're tough on pros as well. Um, and you know this was the first road test of the year, and it's always a shock to the system to go out and play in front of a uh, a sold out arena. The emotion oh, yeah. of the, of the home crowd gets behind the home team. Yeah, there's you know seventeen thousand fans there or something like that. Yeah, and it snowballs. Like you you get in a situation where you know you play poorly and and things just snowball out of control, and before you know it, you have twenty two to one runs, and 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 the game gets out of hand, uh, which is exactly what happened tonight. Um, you know, and and we're seeing. Uh, Virginia is playing in Michigan. Virginia is a better team, but they're struggling. Um, they're, they're down four right now. Uh, but but it, you know it's it's going on the road is is not easy. Road and, games are hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, especially but, when you have a target on your back like we do. Uh, you know, recent national champions. Yep. Uh, you know, a team that's been in the top ten for three years straight. Um, you know, you're we we're going to get people's A games more often than not, and. Um, tonight we just i mean i don't want to say we ran into a buzzsaw because we caused a lot of our problems tonight but they played great basketball i mean they, yeah, that they was did. i mean you know the, you're talking about a team that didn't have a quality win yet but their losses are away to purdue by five points and on neutral court to mississippi state who's top 30 ken palm with the number seven defense and it was an ugly 58 55 game which right. statistically if you look at those teams profiles that's not a surprise result at all it's almost the exact expected type of result for that game so, you know, they haven't done anything good yet, but they hadn't done anything bad. And they, they're up from 76 to 58. You know, they're up 18 spots in Ken Palm, which means they're playing efficient basketball. They're probably, they were probably playing like a top 30-ish type team right. despite not winning a good game yet, you know. Um, you know, they, they beat Georgia Tech by 20, 24 points. Um, you know, they, they have blowout wins against all of their cupcakes. Um, you know, it's, they could be good. I mean, not not to like make excuses, but you know, th- they could they besides Creighton, they could they could be you know second or maybe third best team in the Big East this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, th- it wouldn't surprise me if you know Marquette spends a decent amount of time in um, the top twenty-five this year. Um, they they might jump in. I mean, they they have Wisconsin Saturday at home. Yeah, if they win that, um, they, they're going to be favored there. Right. Yeah, they'll be seven and two, and they'll be ranked. You know, and now you're looking at a Baylor team that has lost a neutral game against. Hopefully, Virginia wins tonight. Either, yeah. either way, if they don't, that's a road loss to a top fifty team, and you know it's a Q one. No, no biggie. I mean, the margin tonight is terrible, but our profile is still fine. We have a high quality win against a really good UCLA team. And I know I saw a couple people post tonight, oh well UCLA must suck. No, no. UCLA is very good. <laughs> they have several NBA players that will have long careers in the NBA on that team right now. If not, they have at least guys that are going to be um long time overseas type pros. I mean they've got Hawkes and some of the Amari Bailey's a top fifteen freshman who's expected to you know that guy they've got some absolute studs so you know we've got a really good quality win in our pocket and our two losses on paper are totally fine it's just we've got a lot of problems to fix that are very concerning yeah and it but, I mean it's it's baffling I, I do want to address two things that I saw on the message boards um, one is I mean people you know you, you just tend to put halos over departing coaches like Joey McGuire with football Jerome Tang with absolutely basketball. yeah that the we miss Tang narrative on defense <laughs> and I already know where you're going here yeah it's 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 ridiculous I mean listen Jerome Tang's a great coach he's having a lot of success at Kansas State you know he'll he'll do good things there um, but you know these are 
you know, Nunes and Brooks, I mean, they were a big, huge part of the success, uh, you know, two years ago, last year, the year before that. I mean, it's it's not like, uh, you know, J- Jerome Tang was the only one having input on the defense. You know, Brooks was a huge part of it as well, and, and, and Nunes uh, for sure. Um, so it has nothing to do with that, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's a personnel issue, but go ahead. Yeah, for we'll, sure, we'll for sure. That. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, one concern for me is like, you know, UCLA um, had, you know, really, really good athletes. I, th- I think overall better athletes than Marquette. But, I mean, man, we couldn't keep guys. I mean, you know, our defenders couldn't keep keep them in front of them. Like, yeah. you know, they were blowing by and, and you know, let's – I don't want to call well, people I out. was worried about Marquette's wings yeah. eating us up, and they did. Yeah. You know, they, we couldn't – our wings can't guard anybody in space, and Flo can't either. Well, go ahead. Where you're, I cut you off on a point Yeah, there. I mean, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things I notice, like uh, – you know, Josh will probably get some critique, you know, for for his defensive play. He 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 was out of position a lot. I noticed that Keontae George is out of position a lot. I mean, that's that's typical for freshmen. Uh, but you know, it's you know, there, there's there's like you know, going to be a lot of soul searching. I'm sure about what lineups are best and and you know what style of play do we need to to go with. But you know, there's a couple plays in the first half where, you know, Flo's man just like blew by him and got yes, some absolutely. Easy layups. I mean, he looks like he's got cement boots yes. on out there this year. And he yes. bites for every on every head fake. He bites. Yeah. And he never block does he block shots? I mean he every now and then, but like that dude should be blocking three or four shots a game. There's no excuse for him not to be one of the best or, you know, better, above average, at least, rim protectors in the nation. And he's like a non-existent rim protector. It's, it's baffling. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. I mean, he set a couple really good picks. Uh, didn't take a charge tonight, which he's he had a really good streak going doing that. Uh, but, you know, you look at the, the stat line, and uh, he ends up with, you know, one point and <laughs> – it's just he was really bad tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, well, was the, he was so good at the end of the last season yes. after we lost. Yes, EJ, he was really good. He played. He wasn't even having that good of a season, and then all of a sudden he plays more minutes in a bigger role and played better. Right. It was huge. We, we don't. We we have we did not win the Big Twelve last year without Flo Thamba playing the no way question. he did and yeah. get a one seed. So we'll always owe that to him, but. I mean, we need to start phasing him out of this basketball team, or at least during certain matchups or when he's not having a good game, we need to go with more of the hot hand or play small ball, uh, loner at the five, um, you know, something. I mean, I don't care if we get hammered on the boards. It's like, I mean, that guy is killing us in defense and space and not doing anything on offense. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, in you know, fairness to him, he's not really getting any touches on offense either. But but you know, you gotta. He has to be the guy to bring the energy on the offensive glass. He and Jalen. Yeah, he should be having at least a couple cleanup uh, yeah. buckets per game. I mean, you know, you're that big and you're that close to the rim, and you're playing that many minutes. You shouldn't score one damn point. Yeah, of course. Of well, course you should score yeah. at least a few a few buckets here and there. I mean, yeah. it, his production was inexcusable tonight. In 22 minutes and 1.3 rebounds. I mean, he right. took one shot. Right. I mean. We we it's it, it's baffling. Yeah, and and you know to to focus on some positive things, which really only happened in the second half. Um, I I did like you know uh, Langston Love did some good things on some drives. Yeah, he had a couple really nice moments. Yeah, two or three really really strong plays that popped. Right. Um, LJ shot the ball really well in the second half. Adam made you know 
got going, made, made, you know, was efficient offensively other than the three turnovers. He ends up with five assists and three turnovers. No, he, yeah, Fla- he played fine. Flagler and Cryer played fine tonight. Although um, LJ in the first half was a disaster. Oh, he was he really bad, but he, he made up for it kind of yeah, in the second half. He time, played well, but yeah. He um, did, yeah, he did. He did play pretty poorly in the first half. I thought Bridges played a solid role tonight. You know, he half. needs to get his yeah, three ball going. Half. Right. Well, right. He, he got two fouls again and only played five minutes yeah. in the first half. True. He's got to stop his fouls per forty on Ken Palm is like through the roof. He's got us. And uh, I noticed um, the other day before this game that um, I hadn't mentioned this on the board yet, but Bridges, uh, Loner, and Josh O all have extremely high foul rates. You know, they're three new players, and they're supposed to be, you know, they need to be better defenders than they are. But a lot of, we're given, if you look at our um, our stats, we're giving up way too many free throws right. per game. Right. We're getting killed at three from the three point line and the free throw line. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just because we're not a good defense and we're letting too many guys blow by us and fouling them or giving too many open looks. But I noticed that. Like the bulk of our fouls come from those three players. If you look at their fouls per forty minutes, yeah. they're like their their rates are way too high. Yeah, no, it's something the staff needs to get figured out for sure. You know, and and, and Thama's got to be up there as well. Those four, if you if you want to throw him in the mix, I, I'm sure he's probably yeah. As a as a collective group, they have not been what we need on either side of the ball. Right. right. Um, I, Loner's been solid. He's been he's been about what I expected. Yeah, um, Bridges had a really nice start in the first few games, and he's been okay the last couple games. Um, you know, his he, he's he's been better than I think people are kind of wrongly targeting him because he's not living up to the hype. But yeah. he's still been he needs to be better, absolutely. But yeah, he's still I mean, to put him decent. as a first round draft pick was <laughs> was pretty ridiculous, really. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's you know, Sam Gasini is like one of the best in the business. Yeah, and, you know he. He's already scrambling to cover his take. He tweeted something tonight that was like, you know, Bridges, you know, ball not as good versus high majors, something to keep an eye on, you know, like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's another guy, two or three different guys that, you know, slid him up into top 35 picks after, you know, talking to scouts that had watched him play at our practice. And I know you had mentioned um, that he was one of our leading, if not our leading scorer in scrimmages. Right. Um, it might – it might be time to start thinking was Bridges really good because he was practicing practicing against a bad defense. <laughs> yeah, there there is that narrative. You, we can definitely go there. Well, they got to get it right quick. I mean, they I I feel for them. You know, it's it's brutal to be on a road trip and and have the uh, you know the cold weather. You know, it's it's going to be. You know they're they're going straight from Milwaukee to Sioux Falls. Um, I'm headed up. To yeah, Sioux Falls. that's going to be a miserable trip. I I I think you know I I know the narrative on the board in the next few days is going to be that we're going to get absolutely smashed by Gonzaga. Yeah. We have no chance to win, but I will not be sharing in that narrative. I think we'll probably we are more likely to come out with our hair on fire, and it's a much better matchup because Gonzaga is not as athletic as Marquette, and they don't play as hard, and they're not going to be in their home gym. Right. And they have just about the same defensive struggles as we do. Um, you know, they're, they're a 50 or 50 or so top defense, you know, they're very similar to our trajectory this season. So the matchup is much better. Um, we, we, we could come to find out that the type of team that Marquette has for us is just a really bad matchup for us. Uh, 
long, athletic, tough team that plays really hard defense. I mean, which is scary because shock, we, yeah, we have a lot of those in the Big Twelve. Though, that's where <laughs> the Big Twelve is full of those teams. If that's if that's our issue, you know, this could be a nine and nine or ten and eight type team. It could be an absolute disaster season. We could be like an eight seed. That right. that's a possible outcome at this point. Right. I mean, after watching, uh, the you know, a few of the first, there were some warts in the first few games, even though we were winning and. Now, when you see this, it's like you know, yeah, there, it's um, it's it's possible sure. that we have a really bad season in the Big Twelve because it's the monster league. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I'm yeah. not willing to go there yet. No, I know. I mean, these coaches are too good. And and and, and keep in mind, like even last year, um, if you want to look at a Big Twelve comparison, I, I I mean, it was later in the season, but I remember when Kansas just got absolutely crushed by crushed Kentucky at home. Lost a day. Oh, they got they got blown out. Yeah, and they weren't they were playing so they weren't playing well in the Big Twelve then either, and their defense was down into the fifties. And right. I remember posting that this team that Kansas cannot win the national championship because their defense is not good enough, and then they just turned it around. So sure. anything can happen. Yeah, and they they went from fifty something to seventeen or whatever. I mean, we're, I don't think we're going to do that this year, but you know, the point is you can't really make sweeping judgments about a game or two here and there in the non-conference. But we definitely have some things that are scary and need to get cleaned up and that might not be fixable. Yeah. But we could just be a really bad defensive team, and that's what we're looking at. I don't right. know. Yeah, it could be. It's it's going to be, uh, you know. We'll I'm go. waiting for 10 Palm to update to see how the carnage, and it's just not <laughs> it's not updated yet. I'm waiting <laughs> to see our defense fall from 43 to like 75 or something like that. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's going to, that's what it's going to, that's what's going to happen. That, that may very well be the case. I'm, yeah, I was doing the same thing, refreshing to see if <laughs> I want to see the box score and offensive ratings and all that. And like, it's just not updating, which is weird because there's not many games. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to look at Torvik while, while we're, you know, to see if they've updated anything. Um, yeah, just just to see how Ooh. how bad it is for our defensive rating. Uh, they have not either. So Torvik had us at eight before the game started, and uh, this yeah this game hasn't updated on Torvik either. Yeah, Ken Palm had us at eight too, but um, you, you know I don't. What, what's one, your prediction? Two, you think we fall to like fourteen, fifteen? No, let's see. One, let's look at the. We're definitely going to fall to twelve, and we'll definitely we'll. Yeah. I think we'll stay ahead of like Alabama. We'll probably be thirteen. Yeah. Probably fall behind UCLA, and we'll be like thirteen. Interesting. Which we haven't been that low, and it's been it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been since this time of year, three years ago, when we were just on our first ascent. Yeah. Since we've ascended to uh, be one of the you know small handful of elite programs in the country, we right. have not experienced. You know, we haven't. We're going to be – if we lose to Gonzaga, we might not even be ranked. Oh, yeah. No, we, we could file, fall out of the rankings. I think easily. we'll probably still hang around on reputation because right. the losses are fine and because, you know, all three of the teams we lost to could be ranked. If Marquette, if, Mar, if Marquette beats Wisconsin and we lose to Gonzaga in a close game, we'll probably still be ranked. If Marquette loses and we get blown out, we will not be ranked. That's yeah. where I'm at. Well, th- this game, this game did have um, some similarities to the Kansas uh, game last year at Kansas. You remember that one? That beautiful performance. Absolutely, never forget that. <laughs> we we end up losing eighty three to fifty nine, and we were down thirty yep. 
39 to 21 at the half. So, so we were actually, and that was coming off after we had just lost, you know, not a pretty non-competitive second half at Alabama. Yeah. The yeah. week before, and I remember everybody was just melting down because we had lost a couple of games a few weeks before that for the first time in you know all season. Yeah, we put some bad stuff on tape uh, defensively in those two games, but you know, ninety six is is worse than any anything we've seen in a really long time. We we sure. were number two, number two. Ken Palm lost to Alabama, stayed number two, lost to Kansas at number three, and then went down to number six. So we you know we fell from two to six and lost both of those games where we gave up. Actually, the Kansas game had 76 possessions, and we only gave up 83. It's not that bad. We only scored 59 points in that game, so that right. was really that was really more of an offensive disaster, yeah, than a defensive disaster. But anyway, you know, to your point, we ended up a one seed, and and you know during the season you're gonna have lopsided games. To that you didn't expect this against Marquette because you just didn't think they were the quality of team that could do this to you. But uh, they certainly look like it tonight. You know, kudos to them. And and kudos to Shaka Smart, you know, getting win number three and uh, fourteen tries against uh, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I think it was seven out of the last eight or something. So he he was due for one. I think he uh, was exercising some demons tonight. I think he might have. I think he might have had his team in a state of mind that we maybe were not ready for. We weren't. We didn't go in hungry enough. Like I think Shaka had a pretty giant chip on his shoulder from all those L's he took. And <laughs> there's we, no maybe, question. Maybe we didn't factor that in, yeah, you know, there's no, but question. the coach had those boys ready to go. Yeah, he sure did. Well, it, uh, I don't think it's going to update by the time we finish this podcast, but, uh, we'll put this disaster to bed. We'll hope for better things against uh, Gonzaga Friday night. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have some message board chatter, uh, you know, you know, just as a general um, rule, anyone listening to this podcast, you know, try to, you know, be reasonable with your takes. It's it's fair to criticize the team. It's fair to criticize the effort tonight. Uh, but I, I got a message from, you know, one of the dads uh, of a player that's like, look, I can't stay on your message board. Really appreciate what you guys do, but I, it's just over the top. The, Peace the out. Negative. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've been there before. I mean, it's some the it just seems like some of our fans get happy to be upset with the team. Yeah. It's just a little much at times, guys. It is. I mean, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta keep, you know, more of an even kill. Attitude it's like they, about can't, these things. they can't wait to just crap all over our guys. It's, it's right. kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. And, and I think it's, I think that's not, you know, uh, just a Baylor thing. I mean, I think that's absolutely. Yeah. Pretty- Every fan base has, you know, X amount of people that it's just a personality thing. Some people don't really handle adversity as well as others. Some right. people enjoy lashing out. It makes them feel better. It's a temporary coping, coping mechanism. Right. Try not to go too hard on some of them, but it's just like, I mean, how much, I mean, we've had so much success and we're yeah. so spoiled at this point that we freak out over every loss. And tonight was definitely embarrassing and, you know, there's no excuse for it, but perspective, keep, yeah. keep perspective. Like, and like I said, our, our body of work is still fine. This is, uh, you know, the net ranking caps every margin of victory at 10 points. So this is just a 10 point loss on a Q1 road game. It's not the end of the world. Right. Unless we, you know, unless we don't fix the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't I don't be, think it's a, I don't think this game is a fluke is what I'm saying. I don't think there was really anything flukish about this game. Um teams have been shooting really well from 3 against us because right. we are not guarding the perimeter well. Right. right. So, 
Yeah. We got to tonight. Clean the, 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 Pro- the Prosper kid looked like a damn lottery pick slicing us up and through all throughout the, you know, he was killing us in the lane and in the paint and getting to the rim. And that kid looked really good. Yeah. I mean, we did, we didn't, you know, did, did it seem to you like we were slipping all over the place? Like, like we couldn't keep our footing. Did you notice that at all or no? I, yeah. I mean, is there something wrong with our shoes or the floor or something? I, I definitely noticed that. I like, don't know. I mean, it, it reminded me a few years back, we played a game. It wasn't that cold up in Milwaukee, but we played a game at Iowa state and it was like the Tory and Prince era where it was a similar thing. We couldn't keep our footing and it just seemed like we just were slipping and they were way quicker than us and, and, you know, just got whatever they wanted at the rim. Um, yeah. Three point shots, you know, open looks all night long. Yeah. I remember that game. Yeah. It's, it, it seemed like a similar feel just early in the yeah. game. But now second half, I don't think we were slipping as much, but first half, it just seemed like we couldn't keep our footing. And uh, no, I noticed a few times and someone, someone uh, pointed that out in the game thread too. Huh. Interesting. Okay, we'll put yeah. it to bed. Um, you've been listening to a Sickum 365 podcast with Ashley Hodge and Jared Hamby. Sickum Bears.